Today is Thursday, January 21st. This is T-Dad Talk. I'm Finn Warner. Happening today, a recent pit bull attack in Trinidad left a four-year-old boy hospitalized following the attack. In the state, Colorado is set to close Denver's Colorado Convention Center, which was transformed into a COVID-19 overflow site but has not yet been used. And in national news, Joe Biden Jr. was sworn in as the 46th president of the United States yesterday. Stick around for more. Today's podcast is brought to you with support from Phil Long Toyota in Trinidad, featuring their year-end clear-out sales to get you in a new or previously owned vehicle that fits your budget. Head down today and let Lisa Camarillo or one of their many friendly sales reps help you get some new wheels for the new year. All right, let's check in with the weather. Today is nice and sunny with highs right around 50 degrees and tonight's lows in the lower 20s. Tomorrow will be sunny again with highs around 50 degrees. Temperatures warm up a little bit tomorrow with lows in the upper 20s. Now, here's the news. And happening today in Trinidad, a four-year-old boy is still in the hospital and undergoing surgeries after being bitten by a dog on January 11th in Trinidad. The owner of the dog was arrested four days later and the dog was taken into custody. Zara Diaz, age 21, has been charged with felony-level child abuse and unlawful ownership of a dangerous dog. According to the mother of the child that was bitten, Desiree Pachorik, and court documents, four-year-old John Torres Diaz and his father, John Diaz II, were at the residence of Zara Diaz, the boy's stepsister. When the father was in the kitchen with his son, he heard a growl from the dog Rebel, a pit bull mix. After that, Diaz found the four-year-old hunched over and grabbing his face, he said. The toddler was immediately taken to the emergency room for treatment. According to an arrest affidavit, investigators believe Zara Diaz permitted the child to be unreasonably placed in a situation that posed a threat of injury to the child's life or health. Pishorek told investigators that her son bent down to hug and pet the dog's face, and that's when the dog attacked. Pishorek was at work at the time. Zara Diaz told investigators Rebel was eight years old and had arthritis and can be very cranky at times. She went on to tell investigators her four-year-old stepbrother had been known to jump on Rebel and play rough at times. Rebel was involved in a separate bite incident, which an 18-year-old female was bitten in the face and arm one year prior to this incident, according to court documents. The attack required treatment for superficial puncture wounds. The incident was not reported to the police. It was recommended that no unattended children be left for the dog, according to medical reports of the attack. Bishorek told the Chronicle News that her son initially received 58 stitches to repair the massive gash in his lip, nose, cheek, and ear on his left side. Since then, some stitches have been removed, but he still has 28 on the inside of his mouth and is still in the hospital. To read more on this story and get caught up with Trinidad News, pick up a copy of today's paper or find it online at the Chronicle News website, thechronicle-news.com. And in the state, Colorado emergency management officials announced Tuesday that the medical facility set up in Denver, Colorado's convention center last spring will be decommissioned, having served zero patients, reported the Denver Post. Two other emergency sites in Pueblo and Westminster will remain open. The Colorado Convention Center is expected to be returned to Denver's care by late March. The state started transitioning the convention center to a temporary medical facility in April, with a capacity of up to 2,000 beds. Though that preparation took weeks longer than expected, 
And while the convention center never hosted a single patient, it served as an essential insurance policy for Colorado, said Mickey Trost, communications director for the state's emergency management division. The convention center was meant to host patients who suffered lighter coronavirus symptoms so that hospital beds could be reserved for those who might need immediate and specialized medical care. It wasn't immediately clear how much the state spent to turn over the convention center into an emergency medical site and kept it that way for months. Another one in Loveland was previously shut down and dismantled. The remaining emergency sites, St. Anthony's in Westminster and St. Mary Corwin in Pueblo, have a maximum capacity of 78 and 120 beds, respectively. While the total number of COVID-19 cases in Colorado is decreasing, hospitalizations haven't, puzzling public health experts. The Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment reported 12,450 new cases last week, the lowest weekly total since late October. Fewer people are now dying each day on average, and the percentage of tests returning with positive results is also decreasing, the state health department reported. And in national news, Joseph R. Biden Jr. was sworn in as the 46th president of the United States yesterday, reported CBS News. Biden takes the reins of power at a perilous time in American history, urging a bitterly divided country to unite around defeating the deadliest pandemic in a century. Noting that he was being inaugurated on the Capitol steps just two weeks after it was stormed by a riotous mob, Mr. Biden said the country has been reminded that democracy is precious, democracy is fragile, and at this hour, my friends, democracy has prevailed. Chief Justice John Roberts administered the oath of office shortly before noon when Mr. Biden officially became president. Mr. Biden addressed the nation minutes after Vice President Kamala Harris was first sworn in, making history as the first woman and person of color to become second in line to the president. Presidency. After the swearing-in, Mr. Biden and Harris took part in a modified version of the ceremonial duties that transitionally surround the inauguration of a new president, accepting gifts from congressional leaders and laying a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier before participating in a short parade to the White House before a modest mask-wearing crowd. Mr. Biden takes over at a time of tremendous upheaval and division, fueled by both his predecessor and the coronavirus pandemic that has claimed the lives of more than 400,000 Americans. The inauguration ceremony was unlike any the country has ever seen, with a new president addressing an empty national mall while thousands of National Guard troops stood watch over downtown Washington. The mall was filled with thousands of small flags representing Americans who might otherwise have been in attendance if it were not for the pandemic. Members of Congress, Supreme Court justices, and outgoing Vice President Mike Pence were on hand to witness Mr. Biden swearing in, with seats spaced apart to prevent the spread of the virus. Three former presidents, Barack Obama, George W. Bush, and Bill Clinton, were also among those in attendance. Former President Donald Trump, however, was not there, having left Washington earlier Wednesday morning. Mr. Trump instead addressed supporters before boarding Air Force One for the last time as a president to fly to Florida. He is the first outgoing president in more than 150 years to not attend the inauguration of his successor. Mr. Biden plans to quickly begin dismantling some of Mr. Trump's signature initiatives with a slew of executive orders and actions set to be signed on day one. He becomes the first president to enter office without a single cabinet secretary confirmed by the Senate. Happening today is the first ever TSJC traffic jam starting at 7 p.m. from Pine Street along the TSJC campus. Bring any street legal vehicle to join in the fun of kicking off a new semester and a new year. The cruise is free to students, staff, and the public. To learn more, call 719-846-7390 or 719-859-7003. If you know of an upcoming event you think should be included on our podcast, give us a shout on our TDAD Radio Facebook page or call us at 719 846 
And for a deeper look into what's happening in Trinidad and beyond, visit the Chronicle News website, thechronicle-news.com, and don't forget to support your local journalism with an online subscription. And another shout-out to our sponsor for today, Phil Long Toyota in Trinidad, who helped me get the car I still love and can help you find the right one, too. Give them a call at 719-355-7100. That will do it for today's episode. Thanks for hanging around. This has been Finn Warner. Have a great day. This is Chronicle News Media.